Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. If we hope to survive in this digital age, we have to think critically about the messages we consume. Someone created those messages for a reason. Let's find out why. Sometimes we just have to ask, what the media? I'm Megan Lynch, virtual consumer editor at KMOX Radio. I'm joined by Julie Smith, author of Master the Media, How Teaching Media Literacy Can Save Our Plugged-In World. In this episode, we share conversations with Julie and my KMOX colleagues, Carol Daniel and Tom Ackerman, all about News Literacy Week. Where do people get their news information? You, you break that down. What, what, what's, I hope KMOX is number one, but anyway. <laughs> well, it depends on how you define news, Tom. Okay. I mean, that's changing. And I think that because we have 24 hours worth of information accessible all the time and we are editing, like years ago, there were very few, much fewer sources of information and they were pushing information on us. It's kind of the era of what we call pushed news. Now we're in an era of pulled news where we have thousands of options and we can pull options from whatever messages we like. So we're more likely to be insulated in echo chambers because we only consume sources of news that affirm our already held beliefs. So that's all happening while I think our idea or our definition of what it means to be informed is fundamentally changing because we're getting so much information now from social media platforms where there's no gatekeepers and there's no editing and anybody can post anything on those without any, without much effect. assessment yeah, much, or any much, assessment or any, yeah. um, there's no accountability. And so I think that we're kind of, this is all happening while we're losing our sense of what it really means to be informed. Cause my students can tell you everything about the Kardashians, but nothing about the Supreme court. It's, mm. it's very different. It's very different. That's and very sad. Uh, but at the same time, Julie, I, I'm speaking for the for the masses, the huddled masses yearning to be free <laughs> that uh, that but my point of view is important and I am informed, say, say the masses. And I, you know, people always ask me when I do workshops, Julie, where should I get my news? And I say it doesn't matter as long as you know where it's coming from. You know, when I. When I pick up The Atlantic, I know that it's a left-leaning magazine. When I pick up The National Review, I know that it leans to the right. You want to be aware of the sources of where you're getting your information. And so that's why there's a real movement in the news industry towards transparency, you know, where, where news people will say, here's where I come, you know, here are the life experiences I bring to this, mm -hmm. and here's why I'm presenting it in this way. And that can actually, research is showing that that can actually lead to increased trust that people have with media outlets. Because, you know, as you know, like trust in the traditional, quote unquote, mainstream media is at an all time low right now. 
maybe because I was younger and I just didn't notice it as much, but I always thought when I watched the news, I was watching the news. I got the information. I had whoever the anchor was, and off I went to do whatever that was later that day. Now I watch the news, and I have to, as you said, know where it's coming from. If I'm watching CNN, I've got this angle. If I'm watching Fox News, I've got this angle. Why is that, and when did that start? I um, mean, to change, yeah. Well, I think that that has always been around in one yeah. form or another, because if even when we were younger and everyone was watching like the NBC, ABC, CBS nightly news, that's 22 minutes of news, right? There were decisions made about what stories to cover and decisions made about what stories not, not to, to cover. cover. Mm-hmm. So there has always been uh, a bent, I think. And the point of view, I think, is important because people assume that it's a liberal bias or a conservative bias. And really, it's a commercial bias. Because if I own a cable TV station and I have data that 90% of my viewers are dog people, then I'm going to give them pro-dog stories all day long, even if I have cats at home. Yeah. And I'm going to show a lot of stories about how cats are crazy. And, and eventually, my viewers are going to think that Dogs are the only answer, that cats are nuts, and anybody who likes cats are crazy. But I'm giving my viewers what they want. So I think it's important we realize that news is a business. It's not necessarily a public service. And at the end of the day, profit is really, really important. And so you have to cater your messages to make sure that your audience doesn't change the channel. What is your sense of the danger of the lack of trust in the media today? And before you answer that, I will say... I saw a great presentation uh, a few years before the pandemic. This is how long ago it was when talking about fake news, right? And Mm -hmm. so the presenter, the the speaker, showed clips of the media as it was at the turn of the century and the media as it was during Jim Crow and the media as it was, um, you know, in the founding of this country, you know, and so... She talked about the original fake news and how the media was always biased, but it was biased towards a different group, if you will. So go ahead. And there have always been um, messages that are misleading on purpose. You know, there's there's a difference between misinformation and disinformation. Misinformation is a mistake. Disinformation is a mistake on purpose. Mm. And that's been around forever. Even John Adams and Thomas Jefferson engaged in that when they were both running for president. So it's not a new phenomenon. The issue now is that we, as just regular people, I'm regular people, you guys have access that I don't, but regular people now can just create anything that looks legitimate, that can fill that vacuum that's caused by the lack of trust in mainstream media. And those images or messages that look legit are filling that void caused by the lack of trust in the mainstream media. And in our social media circles, we tend to communicate with people who think, feel, believe, and vote the way that we do. So we're very rarely exposed to messages that challenge our already held beliefs. Talk about the social media platforms that are most popular for, and I use air quotes, news and information. (laughs) Yeah, we need to use air quotes for news these days, don't we? Uh, Pew Research Center came up with a study in September that said 70% of Americans use Facebook for news. And I'm using air quotes. 31% use it regularly for news, like view it as their news source. And like you mentioned, Carol, there's no editing, there's no gatekeeping, and there's no accountability or responsibility if misleading information is shared on that platform. And we tend to 
communicate and congregate with people online who are in our own little echo chambers. So the chance that false information can go viral is really, really huge. And I thought this was really interesting. Even a higher number of people use YouTube for news. 82% of Americans. Mm -hmm. 33% use TikTok for news. What I, uh, did we not report that the war in Ukraine, uh, people are learning everything they're learning specifically on TikTok with mm -hmm. this particular um, event, if you will. And it's interesting, too, because something went viral in April. It was a photo of supposedly this fighter pilot called the Ghost of Kiev shooting down a Russian MiG. And it was mm -hmm. actually a screenshot from a video game that was a flight simulation video game. Mm. Oh, my goodness. But when, you know, when breaking news happens, people are are very anxious to share. We call it performative sharing. Like People share things on social media platforms as a way of kind of saying, I knew this before you did. Oh. And so you share as an act of performance, and especially when news is breaking, you don't check it as often. I, I don't know about Carol, but I, I don't ever feel that way about sending breaking news because we are journalists, and if I press send, it better be right. It better be sourced. It better be confirmed. It better be checked by two or three sources. Right. I mean, before because if I press send, my heart better be beating be, uh, fast, and I better be sure. So, you know, to see that you know you can just throw things out there left and right. Let me ask you about Twitter specifically. How has that changed as a news source over the last? You Let's mean, say even six months. You mean since Musk took it mm -hmm, over? Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of journalists are still on it. Um, Twitter is Twitter seems to be where a lot of the movers and shakers in the media world still congregate, not necessarily on Facebook, but more on Twitter. And a lot of people are saying that they're going to leave, but they haven't yet. So we'll see. I I am very particular. I'm very. I don't want to say. Well, yeah, cautious is a good word. When I'm on Twitter, I use a list. So on Twitter, you can have you can curate lists of specific accounts. And I have a list on my Twitter page that is simply news outlets that I trust. So when something's going on, I will not hang out in my regular Twitter timeline. I will go to my list of the sources that I trust, and it filters all of the, all of the extra fluff out. One thing we wanted you to talk about today and that you wanted to talk about today is this phrase, pink slime. Uh, this was an issue that, that we highlighted on KMLX during the midterm elections, Okay, what is pink slime, and why should we be worried that it is growing? It sounds it sounds like a, like a horror movie, doesn't it? The, yes. the pink slime is growing. Mm. So the term pink slime comes from the whole idea of um, artificial meat filler, kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. That it's it's a substitute for meat, and I'm using air quotes again for meat. It's bad quality news posts that appear and present themselves as local news. Very similar to the chum bucket that you see at the bottom of most websites. So the chum bucket is when you get to the bottom of a website, there's usually like a, a grouping of eight or ten different websites. And it's all clickbait headlines. And they call it the chum bucket because it's just scraps. It's mm -hmm. never anything of substance. So pink slime is very much like that, except it's different. It, it doesn't present itself as something at the bottom of a website. It presents itself as a, a news as a news website as a news website and the issue that they're capitalizing on is that our lack of local newspapers and lack of local news sources so they can present something that looks like a local paper and so i went through a list there's some that 
pretend to be from St. Louis. They're called uh, North St. Louis News, South St. Louis News, the St. Louis Reporter, St. Charles Times, Jefferson County Times, and they're all owned by a company called Metric Media Net. And all the stories are identical on these websites, but they're the, the mastheads present themselves as these other outlets. And since these areas really don't have their own newspapers, if you're not a critical news consumer, you can see this stuff on a screen and think that it's legit because it looks legit. And they're presenting news stories. It, it would be different if they were, you know, for instance, I mean, maybe even stealing stories from the St. Louis Post or, right. or from our website, from KMOX.com. No, but they're making them up. They're making the, – and, and uh, there's a couple in the, in the metro east and southern Illinois as well mm-hmm. that I have seen. And I brought them into the newsroom to show our news director that are populated by um, opinion pieces. And, and fringe opinion pieces. Right. The main complaints about the news – is that it's sensationalized because there's so much information out there. You have to kind of cut through the clutter to get people's attention. So one of the criticisms is that some news outlets tend to make stories, um, make mountains out of molehills just to try to keep people interested. Another complaint that people have is that um, news outlets aren't transparent. They don't really talk in detail about where the stories come from or how they choose to cover certain stories. There's also no context and I blame television news for a lot of this because of the overemphasis on the visual will be shown really dramatic photos or videos without any historical context. So, like, we know that there's problems in the Middle East, but do we really – has anyone ever sat down and explained to us that it started thousands of years ago? So there's a lot of historical context that we don't hear, and yet, you know, our attention spans are short. We don't have enough time to, to, I know, to talk yeah, about no how time. the – you know Abraham and the brothers and the Bible and how it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let me let, let's let's do this then as well because trust has mistrust has been there for decades and I think some people would would say when you ask how did this happen that some might point to the late Rush Limbaugh as as one of those who started telling the people trust me. And the, and the mainstream media. The he drive-by had, he, media. The drive-by right? media. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, that's when it really, really began. But Vietnam, the coverage of the Vietnam War might be a, 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 another moment in history. Well, and that, that was a watershed moment because what we were seeing on the television broadcasts of Vietnam was different than what the government was telling us. So that was, that was one of the first times where we were like, oh, somebody's not giving us the truth. Right. And I think that one of the reasons that trust is at an all-time low is that we are um, in a real phase of what we call audience fragmentation. There's there's very few news media or media events in general besides the Super Bowl that every single person consumes at the same time live. And so, I, you know, you, you could blame the cable news channels for that. You could blame the Internet. You can blame smartphones social media platforms, but also just how we define news. I think everyone has very different opinions about what that is now because we're getting so much information from people that aren't really journalists. Let's set some news literacy goals, shall we? Let's do. I, I think it's important. Yeah, you, you, let's just do four of them. <laughs> okay. Although you have five. I do. You do have five? <laughs> yeah, she's got five. I thought you had four. <laughs> Didn't we just say it was going to be four? Oh, well, then, well, then she said because you were eating this candy she brought in here. Oh, wait a minute. You were eating the candy. <laughs> <laughs> They're ganging up on me, people. 
Okay, here are the goals. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> to recognize the difference between real journalism and other information. To recognize the difference between news and opinion. And this is a toughie because in a newspaper, you know, news that's printed on dead tree, right? It says at the top, opinion. Mm-hmm. Nothing like that really exists on internet platforms or television programs. And they have so many hours to fill of news. So they'll fill with talking heads that present themselves as reporters, but they're really opinion pieces. And I will just make the point that I remember someone telling me that they thought that one of our former talk show hosts here was a journalist and they were listening to the news when his show was on. See, there you go. And I said, he's a talk show host. Yeah. 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 You got to feed the machine. Hmm. Right. Interesting. Yeah, they didn't know the difference. It's also important that we understand the difference between assertion and verification and evidence and inference. And those are gray areas for a lot of people, and it takes time, so that's a challenge. But one of the biggest goals for news literacy is to look for evidence and reliability. Do people put their name on stories? Do people include links to further information, et cetera? And we also have to recognize the source and audience bias. And, and bias does exist because stories are created by humans and we all have baggage that we bring to the experience. But we also have to recognize our own audience bias at, at the same time. So there's a lot of goals media literacy for news literacy, and some of them are a lot easier than others. So the consumer has to recognize their own bias or the journalist has to recognize or we all <laughs> we all have to see all and, of the above. And, you know, we we can't we have to be really careful when we're talking about this because it's. It's challenging. Like The onus is on us as consumers to be really smart and verify the information and understand where our, where our information is coming from. And a lot of people just don't want to do that. What the Media is produced by Odyssey St. Louis from the studios of KMOX Radio. I'm Megan Lynch with Julie Smith. Our executive producer is Beth Coglin. We invite you to visit KMOX.com for more on our media literacy project. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.